0: Welcome everybody, this is the Audit Room on Clubhouse. We are live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, that's 11 a.m. Chicago. I am your co-host and moderator, Trent Russell, founder of Green Skies Analytics. If you have that data analyst on your team, but you need a strategy for people process technology to get more out of that, feel free to send me a message on LinkedIn or go to the website, or if you wanna automate your SOX testing, That's where we spend about 50% of our time with SOX. So if that's something of interest to you and you want to get the the SOX monkey off your back, feel free to reach out to me uh, about that as well. And I am joined as always by my co-host, Tracy Marquardt.
1: Hey, Trent, thank you very much. I work with Audit Communications. How can you have your team become more successful and get better audit results than ever before through their communication? And I just spent four hours doing... Um, half of a one-day workshop on global communication confidence for internal auditors. It was lots of fun, very exciting. It was a European team. And um, if something like that's of interest to you, let us know. And I do want to say that I'm very happy Julio is back with us, Julio Tirado. He's um, going to talk to us about a whole new, you know, different topic. And I also want to congratulate Julio because you are the first return special guest we've ever had. So welcome to our program today. <laughs> thank, thank you so much. It's
2: a treat to be back. You guys do a phenomenal job. Well, good, good morning, good evening. Thank you so much for having me. As uh, straight to say my name is Julio Torado. I'll be very quick on, on the intro. I've been doing internal auditing since 2007. I uh, got to primarily within a financial institution. I've been uh, mostly in audit, although I've done some information security, I've done some risk management, so I've had a taste of different things. But I'm the director of internal audit at Spirit Bank, which is a community bank headquartered in Toast, Oklahoma, and I am super excited to be back on.
0: And Julio, being the, the pro that you are, in speaking in general, and I know I've seen a lot of your uh, webinars, whether it be on machine learning or you facilitating a roundtable for cyber, um, you know, when we talked about this topic, you said you, you kind of had this framework in mind that you wanted to speak to. So um, I've got some specific questions, but really just wanted to start off, if you could just walk us through kind of what that framework is.
2: Yeah, sure. So the framework is probably an overstatement, to be honest. It's just this, this way to, to this collection of ideas that has been organized in my brain for a while. Um, we, we all know that we have a condition within, within internal audit that we have an undersupply of people with IT and security skills. And, and the other day, Tracy and Trent, you guys had a recruiter who, who covered a lot of really good content and also mentioned that we still have that problem. That was an issue when I started in 07 and it's, I'm just, I hate to say that it's still an issue now and I see it in, in other ways. And I, I'm wondering if it's going to get worse because technology is moving faster and the pandemic for many companies, especially large companies, served as a as an accelerator for tech adoption. So I, I think this is going to get a bit more challenging. So one of the, one of the issues that we have is we have an oversupply of folks that enter audit with a with a background in business, and I am no exception. I went to college back in the day for, for finance and accounting, and the only technical uh, exposure I had in my back then was a an MIS class which in hindsight was sort of useless, frankly, for, for what we do nowadays or at all within IT and security. So naturally, I've made a lot of mistakes, <clears throat> turned those mistakes into lessons, uh, did, did things really inefficiently in the beginning, have over time narrowed things. So in, in my mind... The collection of things that uh, I believe we should do to upskill, to both upskill people with a business background and just upskill overall in the security space to be as 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 technical, as capable, as awesome as possible, I organized all those thoughts into three buckets. the The first bucket is the sort of technical upskill bucket, and this is this is the one I think we can all uh, relate. These are the collection of things that we do uh, to to technically learn things. To you know, we're talking classes and, and learning resources, webinars, et cetera. Although I have a bit of a different spin as it relates to what content and, and internal order to clean on. Uh, the second bucket, and Tracy, I think this is the bucket you're really going to appreciate because, as a as a communications expert, I know you're also a people expert. And the second bucket is the social bucket, and, and this is the collection of things that we do to connect with people, primarily within the cybersecurity community. And the third bucket is the, the stay current or, or a stay in the loop bucket, for lack of a better word. Maybe we can just call it the loop bucket. And in the loop bucket, it's the collection of things that we do to stay connected because cybersecurity is very, very dynamic. It changes all the time. And if you are an auditor or a risk professional, you've probably heard this concept about auditing to the speed of risk. But with cybersecurity, if you don't make this a priority, staying connected, you're auditing to the speed of turtle. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to put that on the resume. <laughs> so, so I, I, I have the stance about just how, how important this piece of the puzzle is. So let me break down the buckets. <clears throat> and if anyone has any questions, please feel free to jump in. So for the first bucket, the technical upskill bucket, uh, I, if you don't have a background in, in tech or security, it's really intimidating to get started. But I, I, uh, I remember when I, when I initially started asking questions, how do I, uh, my initial question was: Our goal was, I want to be as knowledgeable as, as technical as an information security officer, and how do I do that? What, where do I sort out what information I need to process? And that's when I come across an organization called CompTIA. That's C-O-M-P-T-I-A. And CompTIA is like it's like an IIA or an ISACA, but for technology and security professionals. And so that's important because CompTIA has all this just collective body of knowledge that I can pick from to sort out what to learn. So that, that already is making things a little bit easier for me. But the next practical question is, what do I learn to start with? You know, what, are the, what are the foundational pieces of information that I need to make my own in order to develop a good technical competency? Well, if you guys think about it, cybersecurity is really computer security. So if you don't have a background in computing, if you've never, for example, built your own gaming machine, then you you need to learn how computers work. And CompTIA has a certification called A+. A A-plus is used for people that want to work as a help desk professional. So the A-plus certification helps you understand how a computer works from a physical perspective as well as software. And I'm not recommending auditors take a certification, the A-plus certification. But what we can do is we can piggyback on the body of knowledge created for that certification. So you can buy the book. Uh, Saying you can go to Amazon, buy for free, or excuse me, buy, buy for cheap. Get get the, uh, the use copy. You can watch videos. There are a lot of resources out there that have uh, content for A but studying for the A Plus helps you understand, for example, all the different parts of a motherboard. You know, pro- different kinds of uh, processors, different kinds of memory, hardware, so- uh, uh, solid state drive, hard disk drive, etc. So, what are the parts within a physical machine? You also learn about the different uh, different administrative utilities and functionalities within a Windows 10 operating system so you develop this very technical understanding of how computers work and again don't shoot for the certification just acquire the knowledge and what I always encourage folks whenever you learn as best as you can is to incorporate some hands-on activity so with this particular body of knowledge you have everyone has a computer at home and if you have a Windows 10 computer you can incorporate and reiterate the things you learn about the Windows 10 operating system within your own home machine if you have a Windows 10 OS. If you have a second PC, then you can, you can play with those things, take apart that PC, and, and incorporate what you learn. Now, you could alternatively do a virtual lab. And for those that aren't familiar, a virtual lab is when you take a virtual machine, and a virtual machine is just a digital version of a computer. It's like, it's like having a computer within your computer. So virtual lab is when you take a, a virtual computer and you prepare it and, and organize and set it up in, in an instructional way so that you can teach a student something. And there are organizations out there, uh, I'm familiar with cyber with itpro.tv, that offer labs at a cost that cost the memberships can average anywhere between 20 to 30 bucks a month. But they offer virtual labs. And in this case, for our learning purposes, there's a virtual lab for the A certification. So the my bottom line re, bottom line recommendation is. Get the book or do the videos, learn the material, get familiar with how computers work at a technical level, and use the virtual lab as a way to reinforce and reiterate your learning uh, learning journey to develop that really important competency.
0: Hey, uh, there. Was there a question, Trent? Yeah, so I, I think everybody probably, if we almost stereotype auditors, like to have that kind of roadmap or almost... I'm trying to stay away from the word checklist, but instead of just going, hey, go learn cyber is to have something like a certification to where they have it laid out. And there's almost a plan within within the resources itself. So I think that's a a really good start. I love the part about the virtual lab. The thing I wanted to add, I know it seems like for a lot of folks that I talk to, whether it be about data or security or IT in general, it's this fear that... Well, I'm going to break something, you know, like, oh, what, you know, especially if you start cracking open hardware and it's like, oh, I broke this thing. And first of all, I don't even know what it is. I don't know how to fix it. And so there's this fear. But um, so but with virtual labs, though, I mean, the, the point of those, you can break it and it's totally okay, right? You just reset it.
2: Yeah, that's exactly, that's a great point. You, you literally hit the reset button if issues happen. Uh, it's, it's a it's, a, it's a new, no-lose situation. It's a beautiful playground to learn and experiment and break things. And frankly, I prefer you break things because that's when you tend to learn more. Um, but to your point about being given a specific path, I'd also recommend you guys uh, follow the, so CompTIA has a Network Plus certification, uh, which teaches you about how computers talk to each other. And there are different parts you, you learn about, uh, you know different networking equipment, routers, switches, hubs, bridges, etc. You learn about ports and protocols, uh, IP addresses, very important information, which in hindsight, from a security perspective, an IT auditor having networking down is a significant advantage and a huge benefit in, in a variety of ways. So this is a must-have, in my opinion. So in terms of studying for Network Plus, learning the information to get the study guide or do the videos or both and also incorporate the virtual lab because to, to TransPoint, point you got nothing to lose. you can make as many mistakes as you want and at the same time you're, you're enriching your learning experience. And the last compTIA cert to recommend at least to, to, to study for uh, just to learn it's security plus because once you have how computers work, the next step bec- uh, next step becomes how, how they talk to each other. once you have that, next step becomes uh, security. What are some security concepts and principles and tools that that you should learn, which make a little more sense once you have that technical foundation? And Security Plus is the certification, same principle, buy a book, do videos, do the virtual lab, and, and collectively, you'll be able to acquire this really powerful foundation, these pillars of knowledge to build your technical skills and prepare you for the many things that are coming your way. Now, this is actually where I would stop in terms of leveraging CompTIA. So I, will, I would say uh, the, the next thing an IT order should learn is, is Linux. Linux is an, an open source operating system, uh, so it's free, and there are many versions out there, many flavors, as it's called. But you want to learn Linux because a great proportion of the many things on, across the Internet run on Linux software. Hacking tools, are many more, more often not that, Linux-based. So learning some fundamentals is really important. How do you, you know, navigating the command line, becoming familiar with Linux commands, with uh, how do you, go from directory to directory, file hierarchy, and a variety of different things. So Linux fundamentals is really, really powerful. And frankly, at this point, Trent and Tracy, it's about what's next. Do, Do you as an IT auditor with the awesome technical chops you've developed so far, do you as an IT auditor need to dive into cloud? Or do you need to focus on a specific application like after directory? Or actually, I would recommend, this may shock some of you guys, but I recommend everybody in IT audit develop some awesome hacking skills. So become familiar with something called Kali Linux. Learn about how to use uh, uh, password cracking tools and social engineering tools and, and recon tools, all those different things, which I guarantee you will help you much better understand cybersecurity risks and then put you in a position to make better recommendations as it relates to the controls. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll stop there as it relates to the specific classes. Uh, but one thing I'll mention within this first bucket is, is I, at this time, it, I've developed this preference to, to to get the the majority of cybersecurity training from cybersecurity professionals, and that's people that are boots on the ground, penetration testers, and security chief security officers, folks that are attacking networks and defending networks. And what I've learned throughout my throughout the years is the companies. There are some companies in the security community that are very reputable, that are very well known within within the community. These are consulting companies that do a lot of webinars, a lot of seminars, and training. So companies like Black Hills Information Security, Secure Ideas, you got InGuardians, um, you got Digital Security, you got Trusted Sec, which uh, Dave Kennedy is often on CNBC the CEO of that company. Well, their webinars are amazing. Their webinars are, you know, we're learning information from people that are literally breaking stuff on a day-to-day basis or defending attackers, nation state or otherwise. Their seminars are sometimes free, sometimes low cost. I know Black Hills and Secure Ideas are, have this thing going on where they'll, they'll say, here's a seminar, Uh, you you pay what you can afford. So if you can only afford 50 bucks, you pay 50 bucks. You get the same level of training as a person that could afford 500. So the bottom line as to the first bucket, and I'll give you guys a second if you have any questions, is is this is an unconventional way to develop cybersecurity skills. But what I've learned is that you have to develop these technical chops and you have to do it as effectively as possible. And, And this is a way that's been proven because this is how frankly, how cybersecurity
1: professionals develop their skills.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great learning roadmap. Tracy, do you have a question?
1: Um, I just wanted to to jump in and, you know, this whole concept of IT auditor, and maybe I'm taking a little bit of a step back. I mean, I I think what you laid out, Julio, is, is, it sounds like a great plan. I can't add or or take away from it because I'm not um, an IT expert, but shouldn't every auditor have some level of IT skills? Isn't every company an IT company at this point? And so- If we can get everyone to that point where we're all IT auditors, and then they can start to maybe specialize and look at some of the suggestions you have. I mean, I think hacking would be fun. So it might be that I want to go in that direction as opposed to a different direction. Do I need to have gone through all the different programs and softwares that you listed to actually get into hacking? Yes. The answer to the last question is yes. And by the way, I
2: think it'd be phenomenal at social engineering. (laughs) <laughs> your your amazing people skills, uh, that's a huge advantage for people in that niche. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. It's hard to argue that every auditor should be an IT auditor. The big distinction is it's reasonable to say every internal auditor should have basic technology competencies without a doubt. But then the IT auditors, as you'll see in certain job descriptions, are the ones that dive a little deeper because they have more technical knowledge for certain systems uh, and, and, and therefore are better suited. To, to dive deeper into that technical space, but you are absolutely spot on. Every internal auditor needs to embrace technology. I would say every internal auditor, every director, every salesperson, everybody needs to have <laughs> cybersecurity fundamentals. Very critical if you live in a modern society. So I, I could not agree with you more. That's a really, really good point. Uh, uh, no, do you have a question?
0: No, no, no. I just wanted to um, get to the second bucket, which I have noted as network, uh, networking, but I don't think it's the same networking that we're thinking in the technical sense, but I'll you you are the expert. I'll throw it back to you.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so the second bucket is all about networking. It's what, it's what I uncreatively call the social bucket. So if you only focus on bucket number one, which I, I think it's what most people do, you'll be okay. Okay is okay. if That's acceptable to you. <laughs> uh, what I claim is the social bucket has a multiplier effect. So what do I mean by that? You have to build a relationship, lots of relationships with cybersecurity professionals. So you're all probably familiar with ISACA, but if you're not, ISACA is an IT audit organization, training, certification, that's what they do. And you can become a member of ISACA, attend their monthly-by-month meetings, Volunteer if you have the time, and I strongly recommend people, people volunteer. But it's a phenomenal way to learn. It's it's a selfish thing to be quite honest. Get involved, give back to your community, and the community will give back to you via these relationships. ISSA, Information Systems Security Association, that's exclusively cybersecurity. But we have plenty of IT auditors there. Same plane. Become a member, attend the meetings, learn, chit chat, attend cybersecurity conferences. Uh, so so trend. Uh, Kudos to Trent because he was a speaker at the Oklahoma B-Sides conference in 2020. Uh, And he knows he's familiar with it already. So B-Sides is a cybersecurity conference. It's usually free. Great speakers, great content, and and when you're in person, it's a phenomenal networking opportunity. So you guys have to check that out. And you may be asking, why why do I really need that? Because didn't I just learn hacking tools? Didn't I just learn how computers work, how to network, I know subnetting, etc. I'm I already have technical jobs. Well you can learn hacking tools all day long, but you're not going to have the context of an actual practicing cybersecurity professional, someone who's a penetration tester, who's actually using those tools and learning lessons and breaking things. So developing these relationships gives you, in part, the ability to, to, to learn from these practicing professionals. And I, in my experience, I have gotten so much real-world context to, to better comprehend the security side for my security brothers and sisters. So strongly recommend you guys get involved in the community and, and volunteering has a, has a big extra benefit. So definitely keep that in mind. Um, there's a third bucket, but that's, that's the piece on, on
1: social. So any, any thoughts or questions there? Yeah, I'll jump in on the social. And I think you know connectivity is super, super important. It's all about the relationships that we build. And uh, you might start out with, you know, kind of newer relationships, but you've got to be able to nurture them over time so that when you do have those issues that come up, you can go and get the, the help and the support and whatever it else is that you, that you need along the way. So I'm, I'm not sure about the name of the bucket, social, but I am a big believer in the building those connections and relationships so that you can be more effective um, as you go forward. Thank you. Hey, we, we can we can officially
2: rename the bucket relationship. I like that.
0: Better. <laughs> yeah, I like that, too. OK, <laughs> um, so uh...
2: I'll add that I'll emphasize that make your priority to focus on giving back to the community. The rest will follow. And when you have opportunities to 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 connect or rather to to seek insights. That will be available to you. I strongly recommend you guys keep that in mind. the The, the third bucket is uncreatively called the, the stay connected bucket because it's all about staying connected. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, you don't want to audit at the speed of turtle. If you're used to being a financial auditor who who is is having to follow up with uh, with accounting pronouncements, AICPA, PCAOB to publish articles, if you're a compliance auditor who has to follow different uh, regulatory changes. Things change in those domains, but they don't change as often as cybersecurity. This stuff can literally change on a daily basis. New vulnerabilities, new attackers, new attacks, uh, technology advances, and and, and stay connected can literally mean the difference between your company being breached and not being breached. So the consequence is way, way too high. So what do you do? What are the things that you do to stay connected? The first thing is, is leverage your relationship with with uh, Isaca. Isaca has uh, a daily newsletter. If you're, if you're a member of Isaca, you can subscribe to a daily newsletter that summarizes for you several articles of, of cybersecurity. So you you get it every day in email, and you spend five minutes glancing, look at this, look at this, look at that, something that piques your interest. You dive deeper and you learn more, and you stay connected. Uh, same thing, you know, I mentioned on Bucket One about security consultants. I like these guys and girls because they're boots on the ground people. They're, they're no BS people. They tell you exactly what it is because it is what it is. Well, their webinars provide you emerging information. So I found that to be a really useful resource to stay connected. I didn't mention uh, this concept, this organization called InfraGuard. InfraGuard is InfraGuard is a partnership between the government, like DHS and FBI, with private industry. And you can apply to be a member your in, in regard, You have to fill out an, an application. You have to undergo an FBI background investigation. So as long as you Trace and Trent, as long as you both weren't particularly naughty, <laughs> you can get in. Um, but it's, it's also a resource to you that gives you information on, on a daily basis, both articles and notices from the government, and great meeting place. So another opportunity to connect with people and develop relationships. Uh, and I, w- I would add, to finish up on the third bucket, is... I, one of the things I have found over the years that have been so invaluable is relying on, on podcasts to keep you current. And I huge fan of Trent's podcast. You obviously are familiar with it if you're here on clubhouse uh, and with cybersecurity, cyber security. There are, are a lot of options out there. The one that I've been sort of narrowing to just because of time constraints is one called security weekly. Security weekly is, is, is imagine, imagine security weekly being the umbrella and within it, fall specific programs like Paul's Secure Weekly and Compliance Secure Weekly, etc. And so as an example, Paul's Secure Weekly uh, had an hour and a half session that I listened to on, this last Saturday on nothing but security news. So these are penetration testers, CISOs, ex-NSA hackers, these are boots on the ground professionals that are selecting articles in the media and interpreting them for real world implications, which, which is, is gold. I mean, I wish these guys found a way to issue CPE certificates. So following podcasts from people that are boots on the ground practitioners is, is an invaluable way to stay connected to the changes in the cybersecurity landscape. So you don't have to do all those. Some is better than none. If you do all, you'll be as informed as you get. But the bottom line with the final bucket is because cybersecurity changes so often, staying connected has to be a priority to anybody that is, is, is responsible for auditing cybersecurity.
1: Uh, I think that's super important. Stay connected. Stay current. You know, find out what's happening, what are the future trends and follow that path um, to take you further.
0: Yeah, there's two more resources I would throw out there. One is the Stetson Cyber Group. So that's where, uh, for those that know Joe Horowitz, he was on the show. <clears throat> he was on the podcast a while back, but their organization has a like a live data feed of um hacks that are going on and just news in general and I think they do a daily digest or a weekly digest you can kind of pick and choose but um, it's it's kind of a live feed so I found that one to be pretty interesting and then it's been a while since I like I kind of got into security about 10 or 15 years ago and there was a really good podcast before podcast became podcast um my wife actually made fun of me because she's like you're listening to a podcast you dork and i was like yeah okay now she's listening to every murder mystery known to man right now but um it's called security now and it was it's really good they go into some pretty deep detail uh so i think like every other tuesday or or once a tuesday or once a month every tuesday um so it's it's one that that i could um would also recommend julio i know with Tracy being the communications expert we've talked about uh we've talked about the tech skills and then the people skills and things like that but when it comes to being in security and having to communicate those results what what kind of advice would you pass along there because I know it could be very technical um and and so what like what's the what's the thing you see that practitioners should work on the most relative to their communication
2: well I'm gonna say this uh it may give the impression that this was this was asked of me, but I, I'd recommend you follow Tracy as it relates to communication. Uh, it's a big challenge to communicate technical content to a board that doesn't have technical background. So it is not easy, but it's easier if you have a business background to begin with and acquire these technical skills eventually. It, because you have you have to when I write auto reports, I don't include a lot of technical references. I do want to have to, but then my number one priority is always sharing what's important to the reader. So, uh, if that's 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 the key challenge. And I, I, as it relates to specific recommendations, I'd be curious if Tracy has any lessons she, that that she might
1: want to share. How much time do we have? Uh, we only have three minutes left. So, two minutes left. So, I'm uh, you know um, understanding your stakeholders, understanding the reader, understanding your audience. I'm going to say that that's probably the biggest place to start. Once you know what drives them, what they need and want from you, and how you can help them do their jobs more effectively, you can give them the information that they need uh, with easier acceptance, and then, you know, action will result. There's no point in disseminating anything if you don't have a call to action and you want to get something accomplished. So understand your audience key, what drives them, what do they need to do with the information in their uh, job, and what keeps them awake at night at 3.30 in the morning in a cold sweat, and that's going to help you with all of your communication.
0: Perfect. Julia. I appreciate it. Like I said, 10, 15 years ago, I got into uh, cyber a little bit and there weren't a ton of resources. That Security Now podcast was one of them. And then I would just kind of wait and try to find something. So um, I know for those that are looking to get into this space, that's going to be the roadmap you laid out is brilliant. And I know you participate in a lot of these webinars that you talk about the roundtables that you talk about, uh, you know, and within these buckets that you mentioned. And I know you are a big fan of learning and taking these various trainings. So to have someone that's kind of gone through the various trainings and gone, okay, this is the one that, like, this is the one you should focus on. And specifically, this is how you should focus on it relative to. Comptia, and, you know, you don't necessarily have to sit, but get the book. I thought all that was, was fantastic. So um, I'll close this out here, kick it to Tracy and then Julio, if you want to leave any parting words of wisdom, that would be fantastic. Um, but a quick thank you to everyone that was in the room today. Again, we are live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central standard time. That's 11 a.m. Chicago time. I'm your co-host and moderator Trent Russell, and I will throw it to you Tracy. I want to
1: thank Julio for, Uh, Walking us through his three three buckets, I think, you know, I'm a big believer in that we can apply concepts that we get from our own learning to help us go forward, whether it's, you know, agile audit communication, not hiring and spending six figures, but we can take those concepts and apply them ourselves. In this case, you can create a plan for yourself to become um, a better IT auditor or more expanded IT auditor, even a cyber auditor. So that's fantastic. Um, so, thank you, Julio, for that. And just a note from my side uh, mark your calendars for December 9th. I've got my last webinar of the year, High reach Audit Reports. We had 150 last time on the call. I'd love to see you all on the call um, in December. Julio. Thank you. Well, thank you for the opportunity to share
2: my thoughts. As always, I appreciate what you guys do and the knowledge you share. I'll just add a uh, final by saying that uh, nowadays the challenge isn't. isn't um, what to learn, but how much time you have to learn it because there are so many resources around, and we could probably spend another hour talking about resources. So so just go it, give it a shot, whatever variation you have. And, and a, a co- quick comment is, is the following the, the footsteps of security professionals and developing those technical competencies as a, as a very technical IT auditor will also gain you the respect of the IT security professionals, which makes a significant difference. So it's uh, a respected path, which is an unintended benefit from following, but anyway. Thank you so much, and I appreciate the opportunity.